He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on uh, Thursday morning as uh, so many people are starting to call Mini Friday. So, you know, don't let the legislators hear that in Texas because, you know, the Texas legislature meets for 140 days every two years. But one of the uh, secrets you'll find out is... um, they very they don't show up to work on Mondays very often, um, and uh, then uh, they they all leave early on Friday, and so I guess the legislators Tuesday is Monday and Thursday is Friday. Texas legislators, something like that. I'm not too sure. You know, then they get on about halfway into the session and they say we're running out of time and. And then the next thing you know, it's the session's over, and they'll they'll look at you and say, "Golly gee, we only had 140 days. How do you expect us to get anything done?" So anyway, just a little bit of an inside for you on uh, how your Texas legislature works. Got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, bring up a little bit maybe about the Hal Peterson Middle School in Kerrville. Um, we've got, uh, actually I have an article that was just sent to me this morning, so I'm kind of going to be, uh, reading it as we go along, but Chip Roy's people sent this to me, uh, this morning. It's a uh, pretty interesting, uh, tomorrow may the, be the day to follow up on this. Um, but anyway, the, let's get right to the calendar. If you, uh, here's something announced on the calendar and uh, we and and we haven't uh, you didn't get the address written down or the phone number written down or you didn't get the time and you were driving down the road and the kids were yelling in the back seat and so you, all you need to do is go to the Matt Long Show the Matt Long Show.com or you don't even have to put the the in there you can just put Matt Long Show.com pops right up go over to my calendar and uh, pretty much everything uh, that we uh, I announce on here as far as events that are happening in the Hill Country are going to be there. Now, as we get closer to the end of the year, um, these uh, events are going to start dwindling and off because uh, who wants to meet um, starting even next week? People are starting to say, nah, I don't want to have meetings uh, this next week. So we have uh, tonight I have heard and I apologize for not having it in front of me but Texas nationalist movement I believe is doing some an event here in the hill country tonight I'll try to get that before we leave today and uh, fill you in on that uh, the Texas values uh, TX values um, uh, reception tomorrow in um, Austin if you want to go uh, check that out. Um, they are going to be meeting at Maggiano's Little Italy on uh, Domain Drive. That's uh, tomorrow at 11:30, and uh, we had uh, Doctor, we had uh, uh, Mr. Sions on here yesterday telling us about that. And so that is tomorrow in um, 
Austin at 1130. The Hill Country Preppers are going to be meeting next Thursday on the 15th and don't have any details on that yet. And uh, But anyway, what we're trying to do and what we want to do is get you involved, get you engaged in the process of self-governance. And doing that, a good starting place is to attend or check out or go to any of these local organizations that are meeting and uh, that are doing, uh, that, are, uh, that, that are engaged. Sometimes just the meeting is a good place just to get started. Um, now, I am very familiar with different organizations across the state who have monthly meetings. Um, they call themselves grassroots or conservatives or Tea Party or something like that. And they have meetings once a month, and that's all they do is have meetings once a month. They all get together, and they have a meeting, and then they all go home, and I guess, I don't know, do they put a countdown calendar up on the wall? You know, 30 days till my next meeting. Folks, the meeting is the starting place. It's kind of like your vote. The vote is not the end of of your activity. The vote is the very beginning of your activity. So if you find yourself in an organization that meets monthly and um, but they're not, they're just bringing you a cool movie or a good speaker, but they don't have anything lined up for you to get out and get engaged, no training, no carpooling, no no whatever. If if all it is is the monthly meeting, please don't waste your time. Go find an organization that goes beyond the monthly meeting, an organization that says, all right, we've got this coming up, we've got that, we're going to go to the Capitol, we're going to uh, attend the uh, uh, city council meeting, we're going to just look for a, an, a group that is active and uh, that is doing something more than meeting once a month. Um, so, uh, again, go to uh, thematlongshow.com, uh, look for Matt's calendar. Uh, my radio shows are up there. I did get about three posted yesterday, so I'm getting caught up. I'll try to get even further caught up today. Check out my website. Let me know what you think. And uh, if you listen to my programs on Spotify, apparently they have uh, added a, uh, a, a question or something to my Spotify um, if you uh, see a question, if you listen to the Spotify and there's some kind of little poll there, do me a favor and uh, reply to it. And uh, I just learned about it yesterday, and uh, I'm going to try to figure out how to put a Q&A in there for you. But uh, you can find these programs on Spotify as well as numerous other uh, podcast sites. So, folks, y'all stay tuned. Um, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. He's president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Good morning. There you go. Good morning. You're live on the Hill Country Patriot. Is this Jody? This is Jody. I'm sorry. I called in late today. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries. Um, 
We uh, folks, uh, you're listening to the Matt Long Show, and uh, when I first started doing this about three and a half years ago now, um, really within the first few months, uh, Dave and Jody Gould of Tejas Smoke Depot said, "Matt, whatever we can do to support you and help you, let us know." And uh, they have been supporting the Matt Long Show on Hill Country Patriot ever since, and I'm so grateful to that so thank you jody and dave and the tejas smoke depot for your uh, support of this program so uh, tell us tell us a little bit about the tejas smoke depot jody well we're a tobacco store we've been in business now for 25 almost 26 years uh, we carry a full line of tobacco products fine cigars pipe tobaccos cigarettes under premium cigars, roll your own tobacco, snuff, chew, all the accessories that go along with all your tobacco needs, and um, wine, beer, cigarettes, I mean, uh, sodas, um, snacks, a few snack items, and it's a little bit of a convenience um, items, but not a lot, just enough to get you through your day, ice, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, we have, we're a family-owned business, and we have Two great employees. My son John is now taking over for us and running the show, and he's doing a fabulous job. We appreciate what he does for us, and um, yeah, we're we're just rolling along, um, giving everybody what they need in their tobacco world. Oh, also vape products. We have um, uh-huh. you know the disposable little vape. A lot of people have gone to trying to quit their tobacco by going to vape, and so we have a pretty good line of vape products. Yeah, mostly disposable. So, yeah, and, of course, all the accessories that go along with your tobacco needs. So, like, if I had a pipe, you have, like, a tamper and the little pipe tools. And, you know, I've seen pipe smokers, and they always seem like they have a little bit of a – they got a little kit that goes along with it. you got to have the – got to be able to poke it and tamp it and all of those things, right? So if you have a a, a pipe smoker in the family, that might be a pretty cool little uh, gift item just to – refresh them on some of their uh, accoutrements that go along with smoking a pipe. And besides having a big uh, walk-in humidor for your awesome cigar selection, you also have all the little uh, the uh, little toys that go along with uh, uh, cigar smoking as well, don't you? I mean, what is yes, the... Um, what is, there's that little snipper thing that just I don't know. It well, kind of reminds me of a uh, moil. What's that? Uh, what's that? The guy that cuts off the end of your cigar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> one of these. It'll take too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have the um, cigar cutters and and plugs and snippers and. Of course, we have some ashtrays that you know for your cigars, and uh, yeah, just um, bags and and um, buttons for your um, to keep your tobacco moist okay. and humidors, yeah. travel humidors, pouches. Okay. I mean, we've got just about everything you need. If we don't have it, ask. We'll try to get it. All right, there you so, go. We're also running specials through the end of the year for the holidays, and you know, every week it'll get a little better. So. Um, don't feel like you're going to miss any grand special because normally as we get closer to the end of the year, we try to get rid of everything in the store. So mm-hmm. We don't want to count. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's uh, tell people, I'm going to tell people how to find you folks. If you're on Main Street in Fredericksburg, head west on Main Street. 
And uh, when you get to the Y at the end of town, uh, veer off to the left. And a wee bit down on the left, you will spot the Tejas Smoke Depot. they got a nice front porch and a church pew out front if you want to sit and watch the traffic go by and uh, visit with folks and have a cigar. Great place to do it. If you have kids in the truck, make a semi a uh, counter, uh, counterclockwise um, uh, drive around the building, and uh, that will bring you right up to the drive-by window where someone will stick their head out and take your order. Um, every week we have a phrase that pays that not only gets you an is- instant discount for that purchase, but it also then puts your name in the hat for a monthly drawing, or as we call it around here, the uh, Grover drawing, which uh, happens <laughs> once a month. Um, so what is the phrase that pays this uh, week, Jody? Okay, well, like you know, we're going off of um, lines from songs because I started running out of ideas. Okay. <laughs> but uh, week's is let's all wave the flag and let's all ring the Liberty Bell. Wave the flag and ring the Liberty Bell. Wave the flag and ring the Liberty Bell. All right, folks, uh, that'll give you a discount at the Tejas Smoke Depot. Y'all go check them out. Say hi to Jody and her and uh, and, and Joe and, and everybody. John, Elise that's John. And Elise and Danielle. Elise and Danielle. Get them all in there. There is no Joe. That was me. Um, yes. so, so there you go, folks. Uh, thanks, Jody. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Matt. Have a fabulous day. We will. So there you go, uh, our good friends at the Taos Smoke Depot. Support those who support us and heat, keep those things going. Even if you're not a tobacco user, drop in there sometime just see to see some of the other things they have. I just got a note from Steve Lehman. It says um, the uh, December meeting is going to be the uh, Christmas potluck. Um, and so that is uh, next Thursday, a week from today, and that is on my calendar says won't have a particular topic um gina and i are working on meeting topics for next year and so um uh, steve will come on here next week and we'll uh, uh kind of go through maybe some of the topics that he is lining up for their meetings um in the next year and that would be the uh the hill country preppers uh, so that is uh meeting next thursday night so i um uh, got a wee bit of a story here from you we're gonna go we're gonna talk about the priorities of the uh, republican party again in the texas house this is very important you know we've already talked to you about the fact that uh they've already had their uh, caucus meeting where all but six of the republicans voted to um, make dade feel and to bring dade feel into the floor as the republican um the Republican Speaker of the House, the Republican nominee of the Speaker of the House. Now, anybody can nom anybody can nominate. Um, so, is, as a matter of fact, if, if the Democrats, even though they're in the minority, they could nominate someone and bring them to the floor. Um, the uh, the I guess you could file. You could file. Anybody could file to run for the Texas House. Any member of the legislature. Um, of the Texas House could file to, to run. But uh, there's this kind of this assumption that, yeah, the Republicans are in charge 
And so the Republicans will come out with uh, whoever. Anybody else that files is just going to be a waste of time. And so the Republicans uh, filed. Tony Tenderholt filed. Dade Phelan filed. And so they said, well, that's two Republicans. We better get our caucus together. And they uh, had their caucus meeting last weekend and said that, uh, yeah, it was uh, all but six, all but six Republicans in the caucus voted for Dade Phelan. I, and, and that being a secret vote, and I did double-check with uh, Representative-elect Troxclair. I did check with her on that. And uh, she said, yes, they, they, um, it was a vote, a little slips of paper or whatever, a ballot that nobody knew who was voting. So I just said I was shocked that, um, I was shocked that the, there were only six people that spoke up. And it was interesting that, uh, uh, uh Ellen Troxclair used the language of, very uh, conservative, extremely conservative, or very conservative. There's just not enough very conservative reps in the Texas House. And I had to correct her and say, I'm not sure that there are very many conservatives in the Texas House. In fact, I know they're not. But uh, a result of um, uh, of the the past speaker uh, engagements, past speaker Dade Phelan's um, behavior in the last session, um, gives us an idea of what this session is going to look like. So last session, out of uh, I believe, and I'm going to get this number wrong, and I've been I've been thinking about it too much. Five, six, maybe seven thousand bills were filed in the. Uh, um, legislature last year, um, 1,261 bills got scheduled for a committee hearing, got voted out of committee and sent to calendars committee, got placed on the calendar, got debated and voted out of the House and sent to the Senate. All right, now, that's 1,261 bills that made it that far. Lots more bills than that made it to a, a committee hearing. Um, in fact, I think every bill has to go to a committee. I'm not too sure on that, but um, I think it does. Um, and so they all got uh, scheduled. They got to a committee hearing. Um, many don't even get voted out of committee. Uh, many don't even get, even if they get a hearing in committee, it's at the last day or at the last minute. So. The point of this number, 1,200, 1,261 bills made it all the way through and sent to the Senate. All that the Texas GOP has asked for last year was that um, seven of those bills get through. Seven out of 1,261 is what the grassroots, is what the RPT, the Texas GOP, asked for as a body ask for seven of those bills to be uh, legislative priorities. Is that asking too much? Because you're going to have representatives that tell you, well, we've got a ton to do. There's lots to do. And, and you know, we've, we, we'll, we'll do our, we, we can't get to all of those. Uh, we just don't have time to get all of those uh, priorities of the Republican Party. We, we, we just don't have time to get up. There's a lot of things to do. And, 
yeah, they they one hundred and one thousand two hundred and sixty one bills made it through the process in the House yes last year. So let's get let's say just the same number. All we're asking for is seven or eight of those bills to be on the priorities that we have on the priorities that they get through. That's all we're asking for. Eight of the one thousand two hundred and sixty one bills. So um, it's just, uh, yeah, that's a pretty simple ask. Folks, um, we're going to take a short break right now. We've got a, I got some uh, texts going back and forth between uh, Chip Roy's guy and, and uh, some other people. I've got an article. I'm going to take a look at it and uh, during the break here and see uh, if we're going to talk about it. Y'all stay tuned. I'll be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on Hill Country Patriot. If you're driving down the road in your pick-em-up truck, uh, you're listening on 104.3 or 102.1 on your FM dial. and um, Or you may be listening online at hillcountrypatriot.com. You can listen anywhere in the world except maybe North Korea and uh, Iran um i doubt uh, i'm just looking at uh some headlines i normally don't hit a national news thing um when i'm on the program here because we really focus on texas we got to save texas folks uh it's uh it's we got to leave someone else to do the fighting in washington right now i'm here to save texas um so but i'm just looking at this picture of Brittany griner who uh, just got traded for an arms dealer um, and I'm pretty certain that Brittany Griner is a dude. Um, there's just too much. There's just too much. Dude, uh, yeah, dude looks like a lady. Brittany Griner. All right, let's not get uh, caught up on that. I was really hoping she would stay in Russia for however many 10 years because she would never be forced to stand for the national anthem when she was in Russia. So it's going to be interesting to see how she behaves uh, when she gets back to these United States of America. So I uh, got a text as I'm driving in this morning from uh, Chip Roy's people in D.C. and uh, with a link to an article and a story about their about a release of uh, a, a plan that uh, Texas Republicans, I think all but one, all but one Texas House Republicans are in on this. Let me see. Who do you, who can you imagine is the one that's not um, Tony? It must be Tony. Um, so anyway, we've, um, there's one holding out. But anyway, this article you can find it. This story was just released uh, just now. Um, in fact, this the story is about an item that just got released. So here we go. Texas Republicans unveil sweeping border framework by Texans for Texans. Um, 
This is, uh, it says, uh, Texas Republican lawmakers on Thursday, that would be today, unveiled a sweeping border security framework specifically catered to the needs of their state, that be Texas, which has been on the front lines of the border crisis. The Lone Star State Republican House delegation unveiled their border framework written by Texans for Texans and is the latest plan released by the GOP to secure the border ahead of them taking the chamber in January. Earlier this year, by the way, I'm reading from uh, Fox News, uh, foxnews.com, and uh, this is where this article was posted uh, just in the last uh, hour or so. Earlier this year, Republicans issued their Commitment to America plan. Did you even know about that or hear about that? Um, I remember vaguely seeing it. It says, which pledged to take action on a number of border security measures and asylum reforms in order to close loopholes, protect national security, and discourage a flood of of migration. Why do they keep calling them migrants? A flood of illegal aliens that saw more than 2.3 million um, illegal alien encounters in FY 2022 and is on track to eclipse that number in fiscal year 23. Um, says, uh, as members of Congress representing Texas um, and the southern border, we commit to the same and offer these solutions to fulfill the goals of the commitment to America. I guess that would be a good one to look up today, commitment to America. Um, so they've got a plan, nice little uh, um, uh, uh, little printed uh uh, a document here is how how many pages is it? It is uh, thirteen pages long, full color. Your uh, tax money hard at work. <clears throat> a commitment to secure the border, a framework by Texans for Texans, and it has in there. Uh, here's part of the commitments: they want to uh, complete the physical border infrastructure, ensure that the CBP. Um, that would be the Border Patrol can recruit and retain agents. Um, it says they need to build navigable roads, and we need to clear the Carrizo Cane. Um, that last one, if you're not familiar with that last one, uh, uh, Kyle Biederman tried to file a bill to get rid of the Carrizo Cane. This is an invasive species on the border that is amazingly easy to hide in. Um, I, I, on my last uh, trip to the border, I there was a big patch of that Carrizo cane, and we were looking. It it was uh, right across the border. There was a, a about a hundred yards uh, from the river, maybe even less, was the dirt road, and right into the Carrizo cane. And we were. I even have pictures of all the clothes and and things that are abandoned there. Um, and the Carrizo cane was very bizarre. Um, it, you kind of think of, uh, from a distance, it kind of looks like maybe cornfield that got planted a little too close. But when you get up right next to it, it is really thick. Now, can you make your way through it? Yes, you can. Can you hide in it? Absolutely. In fact, I'm convinced that someone, you could hide six feet away from someone in the Carrizo Cane and they wouldn't see you. All right? That's how thick it is. It's all over the place. Um, if we could eradicate it, it would really take care of some of the hidey holes that these guys can go into. 
I honestly can't tell you. I do not remember why the Carrizo Cane bill. I don't remember what the arguments against it were, but um, it was uh, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, that would really help. So that's one of their four commitments is to finish the wall, um, make sure that uh, the Border Patrol can recruit and retain, build navigable roads. And I'm wondering if they're talking about some of the roads there. You know, there are some areas of the Texas border that the federal government says we're not allowed to take a vehicle onto. Um, that needs to be changed. Um, and uh, so maybe that's what they have to do with uh, navigable roads. Um, clear the Carrizo cane. We've already talked about that. Then it says required DHS to turn away all individuals at the border that cannot be detained. All right, so he's basically saying, um, so he's basically saying turn them away at the border. Um, defund all the NGOs. Those are the non-governmental organizations, entities, and programs actively encouraging the violation of our border security and related laws and catch and release. Um, reform asylum and credible fear policies. All right. That is, I don't even know that they need to reform that. They just need to apply that. I mean, I, I'm going to use the same argument here. People who will come out, and Republicans do this all the time, and it makes me so stinking mad. They'll say, our, our uh, immigration system is broken, Mr. Long. No, it is not. Our immigration system is not broken. There's nothing wrong with it. 800,000 to a million people go through the process every year and become citizens, immigrate legally, and are sworn in as citizens every year. Something that works for a million people a year is not broken. All we have to do is enforce it. All right, so the um, there's a whole lot more to this plan, um, and they go through all the details, and uh, it says, here we go, this is uh, on building navigable roads. Much of the southern border has no navigable roads leaving CBP to use four-wheel drive, travel on foot, and navigate private gates and city barriers in a complex web. It says in Laredo, it's been estimated agents only have roughly seven miles of improved road. I do not have any details on the death of the Border Patrol agent yesterday involved in a vehicle chase or in a personal chase. Um, at first, I thought it was a vehicle ch uh, chase, but what it was was a four-wheeler out in the boonies where there is no, like he said, like this story says, no navigable roads. And the um, apparently the uh, uh, patrol, the border patrol agent, um, crashed his uh, four-wheeler and and died. Um, his name, I didn't find a name yesterday, but that's a name we need to uh, keep in mind. That's a family we need to uh, put in our prayers. So make sure we do that today. So maybe some roads, maybe a road that parallels uh, the river that just goes from one end to the other. I know that exists in a lot of places because I've driven on it. But it is in, uh, it really is in very few places. So I just got this story as I was driving in, so I have not had time to unwrap it. 
uh, to dig into it and make some notes and uh, present it in a <laughs> in an orderly fashion. So um, got uh, Chip Roy making some comments here. Um, let's see, maybe maybe we can uh, play those. Let's see if I can uh, get this to play. I'm going to hit play button and see what happens. And um, it's there's the spinning oh, wheel of death, and uh, then there is the commercial. See, I need to learn how to do these things. So here we go. We're going to try this. Biden just said that there are more important things going on than the southern border. What do uh, you say to that? Well, how the hell would he know? He hasn't been there. And it sure is uh, something that's pretty critically important to the people of Texas and, frankly, to the immigrants that are getting abused and dying, 53 in the tractor trailer in San Antonio, uh, getting raped in stash houses in South Texas. Or how about the 72,000 people who died from fentanyl last year, uh, the moms that I have to talk to every day who's lost a loved one because fentanyl's pouring into our border because he refuses to secure the southern border. We all know the truth. He, Mayorkas, they're all teaming up to endanger Americans. Uh, and, uh, you know, poking his head in the sand isn't going to actually be enough. Mr. He's going to have to do something about it. Mr. Roy, we heard that there was a... All right, there you go. Uh, straight from Chip Roy, and I learned a new trick how to play something off of the screen on the right-hand side in front of me, and I'll get that down a little bit uh, better as we move along. But um, these uh, non-government NGOs, non-governmental organizations, there is a story, again, I just saw that, I think I saw it last night, and then saw reference to it again this morning. But apparently on the other side of the border in Mexico, non-governmental organizations, in other words, people not from the U.S. government, are filling out and handing out some paperwork that is like pre-screening of uh, it's some kind of pre-screening that is government paperwork that they're handing out on the southern side of the Rio Grande. I'm going to dig in more into that, but there's something you can check out today um, if you're curious about that uh, story. The apparently some of the paperwork that will be that would be done here on this side of the river after they're getting here you know these ngos just want to help so they're going to go ahead and get that paperwork uh, all in their hands and filled out and from what i understand that that really is more than just paperwork it is like temporary asylum paperwork and uh, so we'll uh, try to bring you more details on that. Again, all of this I just got this morning um, from Chip Roy. Uh, this looks real good. Um, and so all we have to do, and oh, yeah, there's all the signatures on it. And uh, these are all the Texas congressmen, three, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, times four is 28. So there's 28 signatures on that right now and um lots of uh, good people on there and again i know some of you are still mad at chip roy and we're probably going to be you know ah chip roy he's a traitor blah 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 telling you what you've got you've got a good fighter up there um with chip roy in the um in as a representative for this area Folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we get back, we'll uh, we'll lighten things up a little bit. Talk about the advent. Y'all stay tuned. 
Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Man, I'm glad I'm not leaving on a jet airliner today. I don't know about you, but um, man, it was tough to fly last time I fly. Uh, last time I flied, it was uh, it was tough to fly. But I think they're lightening up things on masks and what have you, so that would be nice. If that's true. So I did find the article on what's happening on the southern side of the border. This is a big this is a big new part of this. It's going to be real curious, going to be very curious to see um, where this goes and uh, how it goes, um, how this is followed up. So Victor Avila was uh, recent on a recent trip to the Mexico, the Texas, Mexico border. And uh, this is Texas Scorecard article. Um, we've had Victor Avila on here before. He's a friend of the uh, Hill Country uh, organizations. I like my new sneeze button. Um, so he is a, um, a border security expert, and uh, he discovered that on the other side of the border that NGOs, non-governmental organizations, are pre-processing would-be illegal aliens, and yes, Texas Scorecard used the term illegal aliens, in Mexico before sending them to the U.S. port of entry. These pre-processed aliens are not considered illegal and are not counted as such because they are entering the country with humanitarian parole paperwork. According to U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, quote, parole allows an individual who may be inadmissible or otherwise ineligible for admission into the United States to be paroled for a temporary period. I, I, here, here is, um, I did click onto the link for the, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration services um and there is the whole uh parole uh processing uh let's see um uh, let's see right now it says it'll take longer than normal um uh, for uh, parole requests um they're saying significant longer than 90 days um for parole request is what they're saying um, they're saying that by the end of 2023, they want to be on the regular uh, processing time. So they're going to be behind for about a year. So what does that mean that uh, they are on the other side of the border are being handed that paperwork? Now, that has to be renewed annually. Um, and, of course, the uh, Immigration Service says parole is not intended to be used solely to avoid normal visa processing procedures or timelines or to buy to bypass inadmissibility to waiver processing or to replace established refugee processing channels but that's what they're doing as harley says they're doing exactly the opposite of what they're saying they're going to do so um, they're going to give a parole to an alien just to enter 
the country, is what Avila said. The parole is usually good for a year. Some of these parolees are attached with employment authorizations. Uh, for some, employment authorizations come later at the final destinations. So this is happening before they enter. There is someone doing government paperwork on the other side of the border. They are not government workers. They are not accountable to you. All right? They are not accountable to you. And they are handing out paperwork that you should be ultimately accountable for. And they're they're just stepping all over this. So who are these groups that are doing it? Um, one of them is called uh, CHIRLA, uh, C-H-I-R-L-A. That's the Coalition for Immigrant Human Rights. And uh, the other one is Alot. Trolado, which means the other side, the other side. And it says, despite the apparent illegality, despite the apparent illegality of these pre-processing procedures, not much can be done quickly enough to stop this if the federal government refuses to enforce its own laws. Um, Victor Avila says the only two people can that can stop this are Biden and Abbott, period. Um, you know what I'm going to try to do? I'm going to try to get uh, Mr. Avila on the uh, uh, program tomorrow, make myself a note here, call Victor, and uh, see if we can get him on here uh, tomorrow to explain this. Um, what it's all about. Uh, there was uh, not only Victor, but I saw someone else uh, who did this same thing. He went to this other side of the border and uh, ran into this processing center. So anyway, lots of insanity going on. Um, looks like our guy in, looks like Chip and all but one of the Texas Republicans in Congress um, in the House uh, have signed on to a plan uh, to secure the border, a framework by Texas, by Texans for Texans. Um, so, anyway, let's get to the advent today. I know I feel like I'm kind of scrambling around today, but with that breaking uh, story that was sent to me while I was driving, I really wanted to go ahead and get to it. So, uh, yeah, that's what we got today. So we're at day eight of the advent and uh, day one was Nazareth, telling us about Nazareth. Day two was the betrothal, and uh, understood a little bit more about the betrothal. It's not the same as an engagement. It uh, came with a whole, whole lot more than that. Day three, the announcement. Day four, the message. Day five, the pregnancy. Day six, the dream. That's when poor Joseph, uh, bless his heart, um, day seven, husband and wife, and that's what we talked about yesterday. And then today is uh, Caesar Augusta. Um, and this is uh, from the uh, book Celebration and Repentance. It's written by my friend Mike Sublett, who will be on the program tomorrow. Last week was a, uh, a mess up on actually a little bit of uh, issues on both of our sides, both Mike and Mike. Mike and mine, and we didn't get him on the air, but uh, he's promised we're going to take care of that tomorrow. You need to hear from Mike. Uh, the book is called Celebration and Repentance by Mike Sublett, S-U-B-L-E-T-T. 
This uh, day eight is entitled Caesar Augustus. He was born 63 years earlier, assumed the throne of the Roman Empire 44 years before the Advent story appeared on the scene, was the face on the coins of the day, and was the tool that God used to get Mary and Joseph to the city of prophecy, Bethlehem. We know him in history as Augustus Caesar. As the first century began, if you had randomly asked someone on the street who was in charge on planet Earth, almost everyone would have looked at you like you were crazy and then replied, well, Augustus Caesar, of course. But even the Caesar of the Roman Empire was nothing more than a pawn in God's hand and merely a member of the cast of God's Advent drama. So how do you feel about being a pawn? You are, you know. How do you feel about being just a member of the cast of a play that someone else wrote and is directing? Well, since God is the chess master and the director, then being a pawn and a member of the cast should be A-OK. In fact, it should be your life's goal. Why? Think about it. If being a pawn was A-OK with Joseph and Mary then it ought to be fine with you, too. The prayer on his, uh, that he adds to this is, Jehovah God, you and you alone were the author and director of the Advent production. You and you alone get all the glory. I desire more than anything for you and you alone to be the author and director of my life. Mold my story as you see fit. Write the scenes of my life as only you know how to do. I vow to play my part as you direct, and with all that is in me. And with all that is in me. Amen. That's, you know, that's one of those things that's easier said than done. It is. How many times have I said, God, I don't see you doing anything in my life. I'm, I, am, I am taking this over. Have, we ever, have you ever said that? I'm sure you have. Um, it's a constant uh, battle for, for myself and for many people to know to just let go and let God, let go and let God, and uh, then trust the decisions he makes. There have been a lot of strange things happening in a lot of people's lives over the years, including mine, and you just look around and say, where in the world did that come from and why did that happen? And and then a little bit on down the road, you look back and you go, oh, in my case, I looked at it as training. We went through a really rough period about six or seven years ago. And um, when I got, when I was kind of in the middle of it and looking back, I realized that the things that had happened in my life the, the previous year before all of the peanut butter hit the fan were all training me and getting me ready, and it was building me up a support system. I didn't even know it. All of a sudden, all these new people are appearing in my life, and things are going on, and it's like, well, but I didn't know I needed all of these new friends. And then the peanut butter hit the fan, and I looked around and realized, and it's like, that is why God put all these people into my life this last year. Um, it's a shame that uh, maybe you can see it as it's happening. It's a shame for me. I never see it until it's till I'm looking back, and uh, that's the one that uh, just need. Maybe I just need to pay 
a little bit more attention rather than, uh, yeah, than trying to figure it out, uh, trying to figure it out when I'm looking backwards. It's like, oh, that's what was God was up to. You know, there was years ago I prayed to pray. I was just so frustrated not knowing to, what God had in mind for me, and I yelled up at, uh, well, it was the ceiling of my uh, house. Um, I thought, hoped it was going on to God, but I yelled, zap me a plan. I want to see the plan right now. Zap it on the floor. You can do that. God doesn't work that way. Sometimes we wish he did, but He's if we let him, he is in control. Let go. Let God. Stay tuned for Lorraine and... Um, We'll see y'all uh, manana.